touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Rams Nation, welcome back. This is your host, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. This is the Tuesday edition of Locked On Rams. I am joined, as always, with my main man, James Kroger. James, how are you doing today, bud? Bear, I'm happy to be here. I'm glad we got to mix it up a bit today. Yeah, mix it up, kind of get you in on the Tuesday edition. That never happens. (laughs) Well, guys, don't forget, make sure to check us out on Spotify. You can find us there now. Just search Locked On Rams in the podcast section and we'll pop up. You can subscribe to us that way. If you guys are listening on iTunes, we appreciate that as well. Hey, jump on over, leave a review. Got to give a big shout out to Craig for giving us a nice positive review and saying, I guess James is okay too. (laughs) Uh, No, we really appreciate that you guys listening and and leaving some feedback. Reach out on social as well. That is at LA underscore Rambling Bear and Locked On Rams, as well as at jkroger3, and that's K-R-O-E-G-E-R, and then Rams Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. But what if they have more to say than 280 characters, Bear? Which well, do? you can reach out to me at Gmail, and that is LockedOnRams at gmail.com. Good job, James. This is why we keep <laughs> you around. What a great co starting to get the trend. He's starting to pick it up. Also, guys, I mentioned last week we're looking for a couple writers, so if you guys are interested in throwing together some content, if you're enjoying the Rams, shoot me an email at the Gmail, LockedOnRams at gmail.com, and let me know. We're going to kind of relaunch this website over the offseason and kind of bring it into uh, full force when offseason comes. So if you're interested in a writing position, uh, reach out to me. It's nothing crazy, probably like one to three articles a week. If you're interested in that, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or in email. James, I'm still waiting for your message. I'm a talker, but not a writer bear. Ah, okay. Well, I want to get to a couple things, Rams. We are in that dead point of news, so nothing... I guess in this sense, as we've kind of seen some other news stories that we'll get to, no news is almost good news in the offseason when it mm-hmm. comes to some of this information because uh, if we're hearing about you at this point, it's probably not good or... Um, you know, things have gone wrong in one sense or another. Uh, but I've got good news for you. What's that? Uh, Kayvon Webster, one of our favorite cornerbacks, uh, first-year player of the Ram this year. By the time he started to really get into flow, went out with his Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. First time since December 10th, Kayvon is back in shoes all right. and on a treadmill. Great. Uh, Perfect. Yeah, Great. although Progress. walking... Uh, it's eight weeks after his surgery, so he has been doing his work to get back out on the field, and those are amazing, huge first steps uh, for Kayvon. So thoughts on that? How, how excited are you? I'm jacked. You know, I he was an incredible player, and that injury was just heartbreaking, and I'm happy to see that he's working hard, getting back to it, and, and ready. Yeah, if you guys don't follow him on Instagram, give him a follow, because uh, if you're ever looking for some food recipes, that man is always sharing what he's eating, and it looks pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, but it was great to see he's been working hard for the past eight weeks, being able to have a big accomplishment, like putting on your shoes and walking on a treadmill, which to me and you seems like an easy everyday task, but man, coming off that Achilles injury, which you know is a tough recovery, a long, long time period to recover, this is a huge step for him in that day, so Rams Nation... Kayvon is getting better and getting stronger every day. It's pretty exciting news. Yeah, those injuries are rough. I think they're one of the, the toughest injuries to get and to come back from. So it's good to hear he's doing so good. Um, 
Speaking of social media, Bear, yeah, I think we saw our MVP doing a little, having a little fun this weekend. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, Todd Gurley uh, posted on Instagram that he was up skiing. I don't even know where he was at. I didn't see exactly where. I'm just gonna. I think he was in Sun Valley. Okay. I don't know. Someplace nice, probably. Yeah, someplace nice <laughs> on the top of someplace a mountain. I've never been in skis. Yeah. And yeah, my heart stopped for a little bit. You know, kind of. He had some uh, videos of him actually going down the hill and. I was a little nervous, but at the same time, you know, these guys are people and I like to ski and snowboard. You like to snowboard. So get out there, do the fun things. Yes. A little bit, you know, got a little anxiety watching that, especially with some of his injuries in the past, but you know, you have a season of your life and you know, you got to have some downtime before you get back into the training. I'm all for it. Just be safe. No jumps, no, uh, no black diamonds. Let's keep it pretty simple. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I had mixed feelings, too, about this. I, I immediately went to injury, too, especially since he has history yeah. with his knees. But I do believe that snowboarding, you're more prone to a knee injury than skiing. And he looked a little beginner, so I'm yeah. not thinking out he's out there doing jumps or anything like that. He definitely deserves to have a good time. And you, you said these people are just are just normal people. Well, he's, yes. he's a freak of nature, and uh, he's an NFL star. So everybody, he's got, like, a million people sitting there with their fingers crossed yeah, it was, while he's skiing. It so. was pretty funny reading the comments from like really positive like you're a beast dude what a season to like dude why get off the mountain <laughs> yeah. you know just be uh, safe yeah very uh up and down comments as far as um him but i'm glad to, one of the things i noticed about todd Gurley, and we talked about this on rand's podcast was that when we noticed that he was having fun and that built into his confidence mm-hmm. and it allowed him to be the running back that we drafted at that position to go out there and be aggressive and those type of things. So I want a happy, excited Todd Gurley, one that's living his best life. And I think that's a key to him being successful is really his confidence and him being him. So I want a, I want a Todd Gurley not on slippery surfaces. But, I mean, he did it. He posted his pictures. Let's wait again until next year. Let's get yeah, <laughs> one ski trip let's, a year. Let's just wear shoes only, please. Yeah, the sand's nice. <laughs> and and just and wrap them like uh, little giants. You ever see that movie that mm-hmm. the kids send him <laughs> out to play, and he's yeah. all like in styrofoam and all crazy. That's how I'm gonna send him out on the day. Well, I used to wear that uniform too. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind of transitioning. We'll kind of Tuesdays are gonna be a fun day for us. We kind of just go around the NFL, talk some news. Um, this is the off season, so stories are a little bit slow, and we'll dive into some players later in the week as we start um, getting towards the draft and talking about who we're gonna, you know, go after and that type of stuff. We'll do some player breakdowns as we get further along here, but uh, today we'll kind of spend it just just on the NFL and different things that are coming up. And as I mentioned that about the draft and potential players, 15 days we are away from the NFL Combine, so nice. we are not far away from our next big adventure in this who is out there in the class of 2018. Uh, So we'll keep you guys updated on that. That's always in Indianapolis. So 15 days away from seeing some potential rookies that can come out here to L.A. and make a difference. Again, uh, we have the first pick. We miss our second, which was traded. We have uh, third, fourth, couple six. Well, first round. First round, yeah. Yeah, not first overall. (laughs) So we'll break that down a little bit more over the next few episodes here. But I want to stick in our division. We've got a couple things that that have, have broken in the past few days, I think, since we podcast. And I'll ask you, do you want to start negative or you want to start positive? Let's start positive. Okay, let's start positive. Uh, here's something positive for you. Jimmy G. 
Yep. Jimmy Garoppolo signs a deal for over $150 million, $42.6 million in the first year. He will receive 61.2 over the course of the first two seasons. If he struggles, the 49ers have built in a basically a safety net for them. After two years, they could release him. It would only be a $4.2 million uh, cap hit on their side. But they're pretty confident. He now becomes the NFL highest paid player as it sits now. Right, and it makes sense to get a young quarterback like that. So one thing relating back to social media, J.B. Long tweeted a survey saying in the wake of this deal, who was the biggest threat to the Rams in the NFC West? And there were over 300 votes, and everybody's basically saying San Francisco now. They're going to be in the running to kind of have that interdivisional rivalry. Another piece to that is, yes, they're completely different teams last year if you list off the accomplishments there. But what really makes this interesting is you take a really young coach, Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, and then we got Jimmy G and Jared Goff, yep. JGs, in yeah. there. So, you know, this is going to start to build up to be that, that rivalry in the division. And I think the Seahawks are on their downhill slope. And it's going to be real, real fun to watch how the 49ers kind of come back. Yeah, definitely is going to be something to watch over the offseason and see how these teams build. The NFC West continues to look like it's getting stronger and stronger. It always does that in the offseason, and, and then you start to play. We thought Arizona for a while was going to be up there. They seem to fizzle out, and they right. they got old and have lost a few people. But, you know, Jimmy G hasn't lost as a starter. Again, it's only five games, I think, or six games or something like that. But pretty about crazy amount of money to give a guy that's only started six games. Well, he came from being behind the greatest of all time, and he's shown that he's he can prove himself. So it's, it's risky. But I like the move, and he's he's so far in the limited amount of time he's proven that he can he can handle it. So I don't know if you voted in that little poll you were talking about, but who would you pick as the scariest team in the NFC West that you see? Well, scariest threat to the Rams. I I kind of I don't know if the data is uh, pushing me here. I did not vote in it, mm-hmm. but I think I'd agree with it saying San Francisco because okay. I'm actually more excited to watch that game this year than see the the Rams take on the Seahawks. Wow. And, you know, just as we're kind of talking some news here, uh, Cam Chancellor has confirmed he's coming back. They're going to lock in his final year of the deal for the Seahawks. And then uh, Richard Sherman said that he doesn't have an agent. He fired his agent. He's going to be his own agent. (laughs) And he expects to be back with Seattle as well. We know with Richard Sherman, the way he is, that could change in any minute. Um, and he could get very vocal about wanting to leave. But so far, that defense looks like it's coming back a little bit to join Earl Thomas. He kind of was one of the only few people left on that defense with Bobby Wagner. So for them, you got to feel good about their defense coming together. They've got a lot to build Seattle on the other side of the ball. Um, I don't know if I would go yet to give the 49ers credit just because a lot of the work they did were against uh, sub-500 teams. And also, you know, in our game that we played against them was our second string primarily. So um, you got to beat some teams early in the year and build some momentum for me to kind of build to buy into that. I also don't think their defense is where it needs to be to kind of compete with our two teams at this point. And with that said, I'll transition to my negative piece of what happened here, and it's Reuben Foster was arrested for domestic violence gun charge. This is the second arrest in under a month. They haven't made any announcements. Maybe by the time this thing comes out tomorrow, they will on what they're going to do. But right now, uh, they're kind of standing put trying to find out some more information. But all signs around the 49ers probably lead to him being released. They had a cornerback last year that had one accusation of assault, and they released him the next day. This is a different player. He was a first-round pick for them. But 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there at that defense. Right, so back to the Seahawks defense. You did mention that they're coming back together. Well, they're coming back together on paper, right, because, you know, they're getting everybody back. Richard Sherman's ego's gone to his head. He's his own agent now. What the hell does that mean? He's, you know, he's coming back from a hard injury. He's cutting out the middleman. Achilles. We just mentioned how hard of an injury that is. Yeah. So he's not going to come back at 100%. And I think, you know, just because it looks good right now, I don't think that necessarily means the Seahawks are going to continue to be the D that, uh, you know, you're kind of expecting here. So you're going to – your vote's for Seattle? Oh, for sure. I mean, they were second in the division behind the Rams. And that game late in the season up in Seattle – until that point, they were right in the, the the mix for you know coming out of the NFC West. So and the Niners, I want to see Jimmy G do it for 16 games, man. You've you've done it in pieces. Yeah, you're behind Tom Brady. You've learned from some great people. He looked amazing in what we saw last year. I mean, his his throw motion, the way he delivers the ball, the way he reads the field, the way he is a leader. I mean, we got some of those behind the scenes NFL sound effects that were pretty cool of Jimmy G kind of leading the team so early, but. Um, you know, it's just hard for me to count out Russell Wilson and having that, you know, home field advantage up there in the Pacific Northwest, even though we went up there and just housed them in their own place. Um, I'm still going to have to go Rams, Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals. That's how I see the division top to bottom. All right. Well, I think, you know, the- well, I think we can agree on the first place and last place at least, right? Yeah, we, we can agree on some things. Okay, first and last. So, you know, I, the schedules have come out, and just looking at who uh, the 49ers are playing early on, I think that Jimmy G is going to get off to a great start. Talk to me, Goose. And, you know, he's he's got a couple teams that really don't have it together. You just mentioned the Cardinals, the Bears, the Lions, the Giants. Um, but I want to transition that over to our schedule because there's kind of a lot of stories uh, being built up and who are facing both at home and away next year. Our schedule looks like dope as far as teams we get to see and play, but then also super scary as far as teams we get to see and play. Totally. So you look at the home schedule. Well, we're playing the Super Bowl champs, and finally Wentz returns, yep. and it's going to be a Wentz-Goff battle. Also, um, I'll give you all these little stories here. Uh, Break we, it down. We play Green Bay at home, Cal quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers versus yep. Jared Goff. So there's a story there. Minnesota, NFC playoff game, another great team in our, in our uh, conference. And then the Kansas City game. So we'll get to see Mahomes in Mexico. We don't have to worry about London game. It's probably going to be more reasonable as far as time. That's going to be exciting. And you and I have had this debate a few times, and we may continue this. And maybe after this game happens, it'll be more reasonable. But Chargers, the first regular meeting in L.A. versus the two L.A. football teams. And that's just home. Um, of course, the divisional games, not to mention those are how important those are. We just got done talking about that. But the road schedule, I'll, I'll make some notes here. Oakland, we get to see the Mr. Mentor, John Gruden, yeah. finally. The Mentor Bowl. The Mentor Bowl. Um, Goff was roommates with the Bears quarterback in the offseason, Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky? Trubinsky? Trubinsky. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, going to be a tough game on the road in Chicago. And, and you mentioned them earlier when you were talking about the 49ers getting off to a big jump start. The Bears? I know, you know, maybe a little original homer there, but I think they're going to be a little bit better than... Go get a Mitch T. Mitch, <laughs> Mitch T's going to make Mitchie it happen T, for him. Mitch T. Mitch T. You uh, never know, but that's, <laughs> well, that's going to be should, a... We should have a couple bets on that game. Yeah, well, I'm, of course, obviously going for the Rams, but are you talking the Niners? Well, we can have our little side bets, you know, all sorts of weird stuff. Okay. We'll make it funky. He's better. Um, okay, a few more things. We're going to be in Denver, where Wade will be returning to Mile High Stadium. That should nice. be good for him. 
And then we remember seeing Jared Goff follow around Mr. Drew Brees during the Pro Bowl. Uh, they're going to get some time to battle each other oh, nice. on the Old road. Buddy. On the road. Yeah, we took, them, we took them out here at home. But yeah, heading down to New Orleans, different story. Yeah, so it's kind of going to be a little rubber match there. But yeah, there's a lot of... Man, where's our cupcake game? Where are the Jets? Where are the Browns? <laughs> yeah, Come on. So they're, they're really challenging us, and I you know, I was just kind of looking at both team schedules, looking over at the 49ers, I was just thinking, you know, ours seems kind of tough. There's isn't that much worse, but still, I mean, I think we gotta we got to more on our shoulders this, this season. Yeah, so. it's, it's tough, man. You come out winning 11 games off of a four-win season, and now the expectation is to be the 11-team win, not the four-team win consistently. Pretty tough, as now you've kind of put that circle on your back as being the number one offense in the league and being young and powerful, having, you know, offensive player of the year, defense player, and coach of the year. It, we're not sneaking up on anybody anywhere anymore and yeah. you know it's a tough schedule both home and away and then throw in an international game it's gonna yeah. be tough and you mentioned it we got the bullseye on us we are now the hunted we're the team to beat but yeah the one the one positive here is we are traveling fewer miles but but trading nfc east and afc south for nfc north and afc west including the home game which is in mexico so not really uh it could be one of the toughest slates uh in the nfl as far as schedule is concerned so Woo! Thankfully, we got the leader to do it, man. The coach of the year, the offensive player of the year, defensive player of the year. And the way that we played on the road last year, that they built that mentality that home or away, we were going to go out and execute the same and, and, and that we were ready to go into anybody's stadium at any moment. So Mexico, London, Chicago, wherever, we're ready to play. So excited to see how that comes out. Obviously, we are a long ways away from kicking off, but we'll... We'll probably do another rundown on that schedule because that's pretty fun. All those different exciting possibilities as far as showdowns and different people. And hopefully we can stay healthy and we'll have all those play out to be exact. Well, as we keep this NFL news train going, I want to talk about um, some coaching moves. You know, the Rams, we lost two offensive coaches and the O coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Uh, We're not the only team now. Philadelphia has now lost their second offensive coach. Mm. Frank Wright, O coordinator, has now accepted the Indianapolis Colts job. We'll see if this is true tomorrow or not because uh, last time they had a coach, the next day they didn't. So we'll see if Frank is a man of his word. <laughs> uh, McDaniels is somewhere going, <laughs> laughing. Um, so we'll see if that is going to stay, but all signs look that as the new head coach. So thoughts on Philadelphia going to the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback. Now losing two offensive coaches. Mm. Big deal, little deal, no deal. Uh, I think this coach in particular is not going to be a huge deal. What is he, like, ni- he's 95 years old? Is that right? Frank Wright? Yeah. No. I mean, he's, he's, he's older, but this is the Frank Wright that came back with the Buffalo Bills down 30 points, backup quarterback, mm. did the same comeback in college, uh, was basically a lifetime backup quarterback until he had some injuries, put him in the starter role uh, in Buffalo for a while, but... Um, he's been a head coach in college, OC of Philly. Um, Mike Wilbon today said that he sees him, he believes in him being a head coach, and that this is going to be a tough job taking the Colts job because it's a mess there, right? Who's your quarterback? Yeah. Andrew Luck, right? Well, but that's the biggest concern. He's totally relying on You've got Andrew a Luck. crazy owner who tweets random things when he's drunk. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's just he's going to have to go through some ups and downs. I think the Colts know that as well. This isn't. I don't see this as a turnaround like McVay, um, but any danger for Philly as far as where their offense goes? I know they're a lot like us with Doug Peterson. 
yeah, kind of co- controlling shots say, there. With Doug Peterson and uh, their quarterback situation, I really don't think it's a huge deal. Yeah, this guy deserves to get his, his role. Um, but, yeah, I don't think this is going to have a huge dent on, okay. on them. It's, it, it's going to be something to watch because, you know, I mean, with Carson Wentz and his ACL, MCL injury happening so late in the year, he's most likely, I think the target date is around September, mm-hmm. right around week one, and that's if everything goes right. So you're looking at, they still have, you know, decisions to make. So what also depends on this is, was Wright uh, their play caller or was Peterson? That, I don't know. I think it was Peterson, kind of like Coach McVay, but okay. that that's a good question. I'm not sure uh, who was calling the plays there. But they're, they've got a lot to figure out because, you know, they got to figure out if they're going to keep full. That's a whole other factor. You're coordinating yeah. and you're deciding. So Exactly. I mean, so a few moving pieces to the world champs, but just like every team, there's you know, you're not going to be able to keep every person on the roster, coaches and and players so just something to keep an eye on there we're not the only one that lost a few offensive coaches uh defending champs also getting kind of picked apart well i got a couple pieces left for a james and then we'll kind of close this sucker out i'm just always intrigued by this guy so i thought i'd ask you um manzel had a big sit down with i don't even know what news source uh but they covered it all over the place he talks about having bipolar uh, syndrome. He talked about how he's serious about a comeback in the NFL. Is this something that you're interested in? Is it TMZ news to you, or do you see him actually making a comeback? Would you, if you know, Rams weren't so secure at this position, would you think this is someone you'd be interested in, or is this? I just haven't news? been interested in Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, since he basically entered the NFL and everything after. I think, okay, maybe he has bipolar disorder. He had a crazy drinking partying problem. He got his, his ego went to him. It skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. He just he just ruined himself. Now he's trying to have a sympathetic comeback story. He could end up at the XFL, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if anybody's talking about what team he could end up on, I'd rather have that conversation about somebody like Colin Kaepernick, yeah. who has a lot more talent, in my opinion. Um, amazing college football player, but I just, I could care less. Okay, could care less. I'm just... I'm interested in this train wreck and would love to see a team pick him up and see what happens. But I'm with you. I think the talent is over. I think his opportunity is really gone. He was a very limited in what he could do. Uh, great college player, like you said. Ryan Leaf situation. Yeah, I just uh, I don't see it happening. But maybe that is, like you mentioned, XFL could be a fun name to watch. Could bring some viewers over there. I would definitely watch him in the XFL. I'd watch him in the NFL, but I don't think he'd go anywhere. So I just thought thought that interesting. He seems to always find his way into headlines, and here he was again today coming across the screen. Well, the last thing I got for you, this is kind of, I'm just going to put you on the spot. Um, Winter Olympics, you know, are are often cracking. They did the opening ceremony over the weekend, saw some things. It's tough for the Winter Olympics for me because there's, I, I just don't, maybe I don't watch TV enough to know the schedule of stuff, but whenever I turn on the Winter Olympics, it's like, cross-country skiing and like (laughs) i don't know like uh curling which now has become kind of popular i guess i don't know but just all these boring sports i'm just not really into the winter olympics but it got me thinking on the rams team who could you see maybe going crossing over into a winter olympic sport and bringing home a medal wow tough question well the first part of your question is you're watching you're watching at the wrong time or something because i actually had to change it from the main nbc in 
ABC, NBC channel, over to another channel to watch women snowboarding, and it was actually pretty awesome to watch. Can you shoot me a text? Uh, Jamie Anderson killed it. There was a couple girls from, uh, she's from Lake Tahoe, there's a girl from California that I think got bronze. Uh, that was actually really fun to watch. But you're right, okay. I did tune in earlier and see some sort of cross-country skiing slash shooting. I know there's a name for it, but it was, I thought it was the most ridiculous thing. I was watching more out of fascination that this is an Olympic sport. Right. To answer your question, um, for some reason, when it comes to accuracy and athleticism, I just get the name Johnny Hecker in the back of my mind. And okay. I can't think of the sport. There's a lot of strange ones. I think he'd be good in the one you were just talking about, the cross country, yeah. the shooting. Yeah, there were log skinny guys. He's accurate. I mean, he's he's on points. You know, maybe that's why I thought of it. But nice. Um, yeah, just I, I think he could find something to, to get a medal. And in. he's an Oregon guy. He's used to the cold. He can get out in there in the snow and, and, <laughs> and mess around. I'm sure he's been out in the backwoods shooting a gun before. So. I mean, right. even if it was archery or, you know, you never know. Hacker, I trust in Hacker. All right. When in doubt, just throw Hacker in there. I like it. Good answer. What's, I didn't know what... What's your answer? I didn't really have one. I was actually <laughs> really curious what you were going to say, and I thought we'd have to, like, edit out, like, ten minutes of you thinking, but... That was uh, one take, everybody. That was one take, man. I liked it. Uh, for me, I don't know. I think I'd have to go um, with the skill position of some sort. I just saw Todd Gurley on skis. It's kind of what made me think of it as well. Um, I'd like to see him maybe in some speed skating. He's a running back. He's got those big legs that he could really push off power. Some of that speed skating isn't too far. I know you got to get around the, the corners. Most buffs. Yeah, he would be huge. Uh, but you never know. Maybe him and Lance Dunbar go one-two in, in the speed skating. Um, other than that, maybe uh, Trumaine Johnson down some moguls or something. You know, that would be good. The moguls are already kind of fun to watch and. Uh, Jermaine, kind of a tall, lanky guy going down a hill would kind of be fun to watch. Those would be mine too. Well, I don't know if I want to see him doing that with all the money we're paying him if he gets injured doing that stupid thing. Yeah, and, you, and know. you know what? Olympics are every four years, and Tremaine is now used to a one-year deal in the last <laughs> few years. I only do this one, one year at a time, people. So um, I thought that would be interesting. Winter Olympics here, uh, especially with seeing Todd Gurley on the slopes, made me think of that. So appreciate you humoring me there and giving me some answers on my questions. So... Uh, that's all the NFL news I got for you today, James. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday and Friday with some more Lockdown Rams. We'll kind of dive into uh, some other topics here as far as players coming up. We mentioned the NFL Combine. Uh, maybe take a peek at who's going to be out there. Les Snead, what he's going to be looking for, who he's got to be focused on. And maybe in the next few days we find out some more news on things that have happened from what we talked to. we got the Niners and their troubles that they're going through. And you never know the day when we need that emergency podcast when we release Tavon Austin. All right. Well, guys, thanks again for listening. Make sure to reach out to us at LA underscore Rambling Bear, at Locked on Rams, Rams Podcast, and Jay Kroger 3. If you don't have any of that, email me at LockedOnRams at gmail.com. I want to hear your questions, your comments, your concerns, what you think about the show. If you're interested in joining and writing for us, let me know. And with that said, we'll be back Thursday and Friday with some more podcasting. But you know the deal. Until next time. Peace. Peace.